So what's going on up there? Uh, how's the uh, how's the weather in Vermont? Well, let me give you a, a quick weather update. Yeah. It is currently. Give you the latest temperature because it's been absolutely crazy. It's minus, it's negative 19 Celsius. What's that, uh, Fahrenheit? So, Fahrenheit, it is. Let me switch to Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Sounds like about. Uh, it is negative 3. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. So, we've got, uh, I think we've got um, down in, uh, outside of Boston, we've got. 10 degrees or so, 12 maybe. Uh, it's been brutally cold. And where are you up in Vermont? Craftsbury, Vermont. That's oh, in that? the Northeast Kingdom. Yeah. And, how, uh, how far north of any city I've ever heard of? Uh, Montpelier. It's an hour and 15 minutes from Montpelier. It's uh, 40 minutes from Stowe. Okay. Half an hour from Jay Peak. <clears throat> and how far, uh, how long a drive from Boston, roughly? Four four hours. That's a hike. Okay. Four hours, and then it's uh, it's roughly an an hour, an hour and a half to two hours from Montreal. Oh boy. Okay. Well, all right. You're up in the cold north. All right. So uh, it's uh, yes, <laughs> exactly. Huh? Exactly. So. Hey, so tell me a, what's going on up there. You said you had right, some uh, so some equipment failures. Failures yeah, are always good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought about this for our podcast about yeah. failures. So here's what's going on. And I know you like a little bit of a background story. Oh yeah. So, uh, so we have a place in, in Craftsbury, Vermont, yeah. really way up in, uh, nowhere in Vermont. Yep. And, uh, it's a, it's one of the best kept secrets of the Northeast. It's a great town, great people. And, uh, it's, uh, most of it is rural. So a lot of farms. Mm. Um, so what, so it's all about equipment. It's all about help, being helpful with neighbors. It's all about taking care of each other because everybody here needs everybody else. There's right. no such thing as living alone. And, um, so as part of, so we've had this place for 10 years hmm. and, um, one of my greatest assets or a piece of equipment that I love is a tractor <laughs> that I acquired yeah. two years ago. Um, when I sold my business, one of my gifts to myself was a tractor. Yeah. And, um, it's a John Deere 4520. What's that? 60 horsepower. Uh, I have no uh, idea. Is that big or small? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's small. It's considered a big home tractor. Ah. It has a bucket in the front and it has a backhoe in the back. Yeah. It does uh, everything you need. You can read. You break things. So this is not a toy. It's a, it's a big piece of machinery. On the other hand, uh, it's not when you drive through uh, Ohio and you look across the big fields from the, uh, from no, the 90s. No, not one of those big no, tractors. No. Those are probably, the, I mean, tractors can get very big. Yeah. And this one has turf tires. So in, in the world of tractors, you have what they call ag t- uh, tires. Yeah. Those are the big tires with big threads. Yes, yes. And and the turf ones are for uh, driving on the lawn. So you could oh, drive right. the lawn without ripping it apart, and so you can oh, do okay. uh, things close to your house. Okay, uh, so it's not a child's toy, but it's not uh, it's not huge either. No, no. no I mean, it's uh, but it is it is big. I mean, it's uh, it's on the big side for what's called a, a, a home 
Claro. Home. I, th I think he would buy it under the category called compact tractors. Got it. Okay. So, anyway, what do you use this thing for? So I use it to uh, uh, carry compost, to dig holes, to plant things, hmm. um, and to pretend that I am uh, yeah, uh, doing farmer. things. In right. fact, I just play with it. Gentleman farmer. Um, so I. Uh, And, and, and I, I'm getting to know the tractor because you can change the backhoe in the back and put yeah. a, uh, um, a snowblower, uh, no, the snowblower goes in the front. You can put a mowing deck. You can put a million attachments with what's called a PTO. Yeah. The PTO is the, what, what makes things turn on a tractor. It's diesel. Oh, right, right, right. So, um, so alongside the tractor, I also, for the winter time, I have a snowmobile. <laughs> which will come, which will, uh, has a role in my story. Okay, and good. also because we have uh, a nice piece of land, it's, it's uh, not too big, not too small. So we, I have a pair of uh, walkie talkies. So when I'm in the woods, because there's no, no cell reception. Oh, really? Okay. So that's, uh, yeah. there's no cell reception. Yeah. And especially when it's minus five degrees. And if you're out alone, Yeah. That could get dangerous. You have to call the house. This is the, the, the real deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, machinery. Yeah. Our friends around here are the real deal. Oh, really? And, and they're, they are amazing. They're some of the best people I've met. Well, what's the primary, and, uh, what are, are most of the people around there farmers? No, I mean, farmers, uh, I mean, also you, You could be, you could be a dairy farmer, a Christmas tree farmer. You oh. could be, there's a very large now organic farming, uh, community. Right. Very successful farms. One of the one that, uh, they sell in Boston is Jasper Hill. Mm. All the cheese. Yep. Um, in Greensboro oh. for uh, beer drinkers, there is the, uh, number one ranked beer in the world. So what is that? It's called Hillstead Farm. Never heard of it. Uh, um, <laughs> and then there's, there's one called Fiddlehead out of Burlington. I mean, this is, this is one of the best kept secrets. Yes. We want to keep it a secret so people don't come. It's the number one uh, beer in the world among the five people who drink it. No, no, no. It was actually ranked number one in the world. You should look it up. Okay. It's, it's, it's in Greensboro, Vermont. It was ranked number one beer to buy two bottles. You have to, Stand in line for 45 minutes. Well, yeah. all right, well, okay. So, so tell anyway, me this story. I, 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah, the yeah. story goes, yeah. so you have to take care of your equipment. I'm an IT guy yep. by, by training. So I'm used to computers, um, and whenever you fix something, you're troubleshooting, all that. In yeah. the world of, of big equipment, yep. you have to take care of your equipment, and, yep. and, and I don't. <laughs> so during the summer, you're supposed to take care of your snowmobile or tractor, all that. Yeah, oil it up, lube it up, all that crap. Uh, yep. Do everything so when things go bad. Yep. So um, so we show up here. It was on the 24th, yep. uh, Christmas Eve. Yep. And uh, there was an ice storm. So the ice storm uh, really uh, um, wreaked havoc into the trees, the birch are bent. Oh. It it really did a, a trick on the on nature here. Yep. We survived the ice storm and uh, I tried my snowmobile as soon as it started snowing. There was some uh, some snow on the ground. And then the snowmobile started making a clacking a clacking sound that didn't sound good. And then I barely made it back to the shed and it stopped working. So 
I'm sorry, no what were you even out on the snowmobile for? Just to tool around? Just to tour and to check things out and make sure there are no... Uh, and then also when you drive the snowmobile on the snow, it packs it. So when you're cross-country skiing or walking, it's it's packed and you're not digging uh, deep. No, okay. Yeah. And it makes for much nicer uh, walks in the woods or on the trails. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, First and then so, problems. So yes. snowmobile out of out of commission. Try to tinker with it. Have no clue. So put it in the shed. And I said, you know, we can survive without the snowmobile this vacation. Yep. Then the I uh, I tried the walkie-talkie before <laughs> leaving a month ago. I left one on and one off, and the one on, the battery went so low that it won't charge. So no walkie-talkie to call back the house if I'm far. And one having just one walkie-talkie is not useful, generally. It's not useful. It's like having a uh, (laughs) paper cup with a string on it and no end of the string. Exactly. And there's no cell reception. All right. So so the 25th, it snowed quite a bit overnight. Yep. So I decided to take the tractor out to pack the snow so we can we can walk on it and uh, we have a new puppy. Well, how deep is the and snow, so, by the way? How deep is the snow? So the, uh, probably there was a, it's let's say a foot and a half ah, really? in some areas. Oh. So, so there was a decent layer of snow. Yeah. And so if you're walking without snowshoes, you mm, really d- are up to your knee and it's a, it's a workout. Yeah, yeah. So I take the tractor out and I... It uh, it turned on fine, um, and I start driving it just to pack the snow. I right. come back, park it, and no problem. Oh, and by the, the way, next... it gets through the it goes through a foot and a half of snow with no problem at all. Yeah, no, I mean sometimes it struggles a bit. It slides uh, here ah. and there, but keep it under control and have fun with it. And it's uh, it's four wheel drive, so no, oh, right. uh, and as long as you stay on the trail, you're fine. And as the story progresses, you'll see that you have to stay on the trail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then, right. So I go around, come back the next day. Um, I uh, I try to turn it on, and it wouldn't turn on. So I figured the battery was uh, was struggling. Right. So I hook up the battery to a charger that I have, that I can connect to the house with a with an extension cord, and uh, and I charge it a little bit, and it starts. No problem. I go around, and then on a uh, on the trail, the, one of the uh, the bottom side of the trail, there is a little turn. I take the turn a little bit too tight. The back wheel of the tractor slips into a ditch, and the tractor goes. In, half of it is in the ditch. The other half is out of the ditch, and it's stuck. <laughs> okay. So I try. Moving it four wheel drive, I try to lift it with the bucket. It's very dangerous to mess with tractors when because the bucket can lift the whole tractor. Right. So right, uh, right. um I try to look, I put some logs under it, nothing moves. The weather was <laughs> still let's call it warm considering. So it's let's say twenty five degrees. Oh yeah, yeah, balmy. So that was that was December twenty fifth, Christmas Day. Yep. So I did not call any of my friends here because Christmas Day you don't yeah, want to right, bother right. people, and, to uh, yeah. and I said, you know what? Let's uh, let's wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Um, 
our our neighbor uh, down the street has a has a dairy farm. He's one of the nicest guys on, in the world. I love him to death. Yeah. I call him the next day, and um, and I I know he's he's uh, so his wife tells me that he's super busy because he's he saw the temperature, and the temperature was going to go down to negative ten. Yeah. So he has to prep his farm for such cold weather. Right. 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 So I, I had, I didn't know the temperature was going to go so low. And, um, we, we, we drive to Canada for the day. And I thought, you know what? I'll, he'll come and pull me the next day. Yeah, exactly. Day or Bring something. his tractor so, over. Yeah. He brings it. He has a tractor that's 95 horsepower. Yeah. More he real. Yep. So, um, still and, not for tractor and, pulling, but yeah. And I going. did not, I did not turn on the tractor to keep the battery charged, which was mistake number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the next day he calls and says, okay, I'll be up in half an hour. Meet you at the tractor. I told him where it was. He knows the, 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 the place. And basically the tractor is half an hour walking from in deep snow oh, and from the house. I have to go down the road and swing into a logging road. I have no snowmobile, right? So I have to do all this walking. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. And. And I have no walkie-talkie in case I need something from the house. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So he gets there with his big tractor. Yep. I try to turn on the tractor. It doesn't turn on. The battery's dead. And the, hmm. the weather now, now the weather is, let's say, I think we're at zero Fahrenheit. Oh. I, um, he, he, tri- he tries to use jumper cables. Didn't work. Okay. My bucket was on the ground. Okay. So uh, yeah, he yeah. tried to pull me, right. but the bucket was stuck, so yep. he, we couldn't move it. Yep. So I told him, okay, sorry, thank you very much, and uh, I have to find a way to turn the tractor on, and then I'll call you back. So he said, okay, if you need anything. Yeah. If and you need by anything, the way, don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call your other because neighbor. During, in this era, during very cold weather, it's everyone is trying to figuring things out for themselves. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a tractor that's stuck somewhere. And yep. so I go back home and I start to think, what do I need to do? So I decided to go and bring the battery back to the house and put it inside the house. So it's, it's, it's warm and charge right. it. So and how big are these batteries, by the way, these are standard car batteries. So they weigh about 50 bigger. pounds, 40 pounds. I think they're, they're bigger, they're super heavy. Oh gosh. And then I had to figure out first question number one, where is the battery? Right. <laughs> yeah. Good. And then question number two, how do you take it out? Oh because yeah. when I found it, it was tucked under the radiator. Oh no. And then so I had to call, oh. so I had to call the, the, the dealer yep. and he explained to me, but every time I have to walk all the way back home. Oh no. Yeah. Because I don't have the walkie-talkie yeah. to say, "Hey, can someone yeah. call?" So I figured out how to pull the battery, bring it, bring it home, yep, and uh, charge it all night. I have a sled, so I put the battery back in a sled. I drive, all, I I walk all the way down, pulling this super heavy battery, put it back on. The battery now is working. The dashboard is working, but guess what? <laughs> Everything else is frozen. Yep. Frozen shut. Yep. So I tried. Oh, nothing works. I go back home, and a friend was was there, and we started chatting. And he's like, "Oh, by the way, do you have uh, summer diesel or winter diesel?" Yeah, you said and summer said, diesel. 
Is there, is there, I had no idea there's a summer diesel and winter diesel. Yeah, well, now I know. And so, uh, of course I have summer diesel yeah, because course. I'm a summer guy. Yeah. Yep. And so he's like, well, yeah, so it's gelled up. Yep. I was like, okay. Yep. So what do I do? Well, I called the dealer. They said, well, you have to use something called 911. <laughs> so we go buy a, li- a bottle of wine 911. Yeah. Pour it into the tank. Yep. Wait for it to cut I, through. Wait for it to cut through. Yeah. Start to turn it on. The battery is dead again. Oh, have to carry the battery back home. No. Charge it overnight. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, the good news is that the 911 is cutting through and doing all its business. Yeah, in theory. And, yeah. uh, in theory. <laughs> exactly. During all this, the temperature is going down and down and down and down. Oh no. And, and everybody in the area, we had a party that night and everybody was making bets that that tractor was not coming back home until the no, spring. Until spring. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, so we, uh, uh, charge it all night, go back the next day. How do you start, charge it, by the way? How do you charge this thing overnight? I have a home charger that plugs into uh, the wall. So oh, I you, got it. Yeah, right. So you put like the negative positive, the other yep. side into the wall. Yep. And the and the people in the store said, do it at two amp, automotive, uh, whatever. I yeah. followed all the instructions. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I I took the battery to the store to make sure it's not frozen and dead because you yep. have to be careful about charging a new uh, frozen yeah, battery. Better, yeah. All this was new to me. I've never dealt with any of this. So the next day, charge the battery, come back down, mm. all this on the sled, try again, and then the battery was fully charged. Yeah. I could see. So the start was going and going and going and going. Smoke was coming out, but it was not starting. No yeah. It was not going to have right. any part of this. Yep. Back to square one. Yep. Bring the battery up back. I wasn't going to leave it. Put it back on the charge and go online and see what else. Oh, no. So I went on uh, on YouTube, and there's this guy who's teaching people how to start a diesel tractor yeah, if you run of out of diesel. Yeah. No. No, this was in – if you run out of diesel, there's air in the fuel filter. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I thought, you know, that, that, yeah, that might be helpful. Why not? Yeah. Put the battery the next morning, woke up. I waited till 11 when the sun was up. It was a sunny day. That was yesterday. Yep. And then the sun was right on the tractor. I said, you know, we might gain a couple of, uh, of degrees. Yeah. Could be enough. And, uh, and by the way, in the meantime, I called the mechanic to get help. The mechanic said, no way. I have 10 tractors and trucks waiting for me to drop by because everybody's frozen. Right. Oh. Uh, Ah. I called the the snowmobile mechanic. He's gone till yep. fe- he's he's in Florida until February. So till spring, uh, and no one is going to help you with your tractor in the woods because it's it's yeah they don't uh, want to get stuck. Yeah, yeah, no, no one wants to go in. And plus, you're and, not this uh, is not your living. This is just uh you're just doing yes, this on the exactly. side. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and if I and if I leave my tractor in the woods. This will be a story for a decade or so yep. on the guy from Boston who has his tractor in the woods. Yep. So, and all my friends here were all, everybody was very helpful. How can I help? What do you need? But uh, <laughs> I was determined as an entrepreneur to do it on my own and yep. not to get help. Yep. So I go back. 
that was the coldest day. It was minus, I think it was minus 12. Oh boy. And, uh, go down, find that, that filter the guy was talking about. There's a little thing you unscrew and then you start pumping. So I started pumping and diesel started spraying everywhere. Oh, perfect. So my hands with no gloves were full of diesel. Oh, God. So the good news there was diesel flowing. Yeah. The bad news now my, it was on my hands and I was freezing. Yep. Perfect. So t- turned it off, tried to turn the, the, the tractor on. It made some new no sounds that sounded very positive. So I said, <laughs> you know what? Let me keep doing it. Kept spraying oh, God. and pumping and spraying and pumping and my hands were, I was on yeah. the verge of frostbite. Right. But I was, and then the last try, I heard this beautiful noise. Yep. And then it started. And it started. It's going. So I was super, super happy. Yeah, you're now you're still stuck in the ditch, of course. But now I'm still stuck in the ditch. Yes. So I said, but I said, okay, I covered, I, I put the hood down, secured the battery, and I left it on. I said, I don't yeah. care. And the tank was three quarters full. Yep. I'm leaving it on until it's out. I yeah. called my neighbor John. Yeah. Get over and here. He said, you know what? I'll be right out. Yep. So he came, he came up with his big tractor and, uh, hooked up to the backhoe from behind. Ah. And he has a, he has a, it's, he didn't pull me with his wheels. He has a, a winch oh, yeah, yeah. system yep. in yep. the back. Yep. So big, he throws his backhoe winch. down or something. He puts his, uh, exactly. yep. Anchor. There's like a thing that goes down in the ground yep. and then it, it, it hits the ground so it's stable and then, yep. and then he winched me yeah. and then he, he pulled me back as I was pressing on the reverse. I was sitting on the tractor to help him out and then he pulled me out. Good. And then, and then I drove very, very slowly because I wasn't going to get stuck again <laughs> until, and then drove all the way up Good. to the house, Good. parked it. Yeah. And now the, and the tractor is safe. Yeah. For, for the new year. Well, I think you owe him, um, something better than a Jack Daniels bottle. Yeah. You owe him yeah. something very nice. I already bought him a selection of beers. Oh, that'll and, start. Uh, uh, and he, he saved my life. Good. And he's so nice. And it's a, what, what is amazing is the, the helpfulness, how people help each other around here. And I think we see that also in our world of entrepreneurship. It's very important to help with information or with just time. Because you know something I don't, and if you help me, and next time I help you. Yeah, yeah. So this is my this is Happy good. New Year feel well, good so, story. So there's two things i got to say. Number one, that's a great story, or three things. That's a great story. Um, and number two, we need to figure out um, – a moral of it as it relates to failure. And, and that's number two. And so number three would be, I finally heard from our, uh, third partner in crime, Mark Thurman, who wondered if we were doing a podcast today. So if you give me a moment and maybe we can even do this in real time, I will try to patch him in. Hey, there we go. You're there. Right. I'm here. Hey, we missed you. Hey, you can hear the bird behind me, by the way. Um, oh, boy. Happy New Year. Happy New happy Year, New both. Year. Yeah, excellent. So we were, we, we had, Ziad had a great story, a great story about uh, getting his tractor stuck, calling on his neighbors. As a, the gentleman farmer that he is, 
got his tractor stuck. He had to call his neighbors. He had to go onto YouTube. He had to de-ice his engine. He had to recharge his battery. He had to do everything possible. And he finally, we just got to the end of the story, and he pulled his tractor out, and I was asking what the moral of the story as it related to failure was. And he hadn't gotten there, and then you then you texted in. So, hey, so what's the moral of the story, Ziad? So the moral of the story is two twofold. Number one, you always have to plan ahead. Take care of your winter equipment during the summer. Take care of your summer equipment during the winter. Same thing for business. Keep money aside for tough times. Um, keep plan for plan for uh, rush hour. Plan for uh, uh, your when all your customers call at the same time. Don't leave things out. Uh, don't wing it. And then the second story is entrepreneurship is all about persistence. I. Uh, I just kept at it for six consecutive days. I, my goal was, you know what? I'm getting that tractor out. I don't care what happens. I'm just doing it without seeking help other than towing. And that's, that is whenever I teach or talk about entrepreneurship, I say, look, you can't really learn entrepreneurship in books. It's an attitude. It's, uh, it's, it's, you have to be resourceful. You have to listen, learn. Um, I listened to all my friends that live here, and they know better. You have to listen to the locals, listen to the experts, and then make your own decisions based on all that information. So uh, that are the that are the two morals that I live by all the time. So, Mark, after having pulled your tractor out several times, what do you think about that? Well, uh, look, I, I missed the whole story. Uh, from what I can piece together, he had a, a technical problem and it took him a few days to resolve it. <laughs> well, it um, more exciting but, than that, but yeah, I suppose you could argue that was yeah, it. Yeah, well, but the, uh, the notion of uh, persistence is one that resonates well with me. Uh, I used to call it belligerence because, uh, persistence is, you know, kind of a nice plotting term, but belligerence is a refusal to, uh, to accept reality as you see it, <laughs> to uh, to uh, uh, abandon all uh, reason and just plow ahead, yeah. Uh, despite the fact that you had a dead company or a dead piece of equipment, sometimes you have to just kind of keep plowing. So and again, this is uh, I'm inferring the story from the uh, from the moral. <laughs> I really like that belligerence. What did you say, belligerence? And it's the refusal to refusal to quit. That's it. That's yeah. exactly it. It's a little more active uh, than mere refusal, but yes, that's great. Yeah, it's a... yeah. I mean, belligerence is obviously defined in a in a far different manner. But I used to have that term in my mind as a non-athlete having uh, run and completed twelve Boston marathons. I just I, I just knew I was going to be belligerent at the beginning, uh, the middle, when. Uh, all of the other uh, runners have already dissipated, and I'm running alone through the Wellesley College area. Uh, there's no uh, young women to cheer me on. Uh, and then, you know, when I when I would finish and it was uh, sunset, it was just belligerence. I was going to finish no matter what. Yeah, good, good. Excellent. How many? How many did you run? Do you see? A dozen, twelve of them. Flawed. Okay, that's that's amazing. That's hard on the knees. Uh, well, I think it's a great way to end the year. 
and to say that persistence or the refusal to stop is the key to success and uh, um, and I hope that that's what we do with this podcast as well yeah yep 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 no we will we will persevere we will be belligerent and uh, we've got a recording coming up I think in about a week or two with a with a gentleman uh, I'm hoping he's a serial entrepreneur I know he's at least a one-time entrepreneur but I think he's a serial entrepreneur who is going to talk to us about uh, failure of commitment by co-founders, which to me is a topic that I don't think I've heard anyone address, but I'm not surprised that, it, that, that it's a real issue. And that's probably uh, a very important topic for investors because commitment is what you look for uh, in founders. So this yeah. is... Uh, um, that's amazing. So yeah. yeah. So absolutely. So happy new year, everyone. To happy all new our year. Listeners, yeah. Investors, founders, failures, and it's been a great year. And uh, I hope that 2018 is going to be full of success and good health. And we can add your. your we can add that even even to politicians. We would say happy new year. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get something <laughs> well, done this year in now Washington. We're, now we're back to belligerence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, happy new year, yeah. all. We will. Uh, See you uh, later in the week. All right. Good. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Talk to you later, Ziad.